Hey, 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 it's Feo J and you're tuned into The Motion, where we get conversation moving in the best way possible. From music to culture to politics to fashion, this podcast is guaranteed to get your emotions in motion. Each episode, I'm joined by some guests with conflicting opinions, and they engage in a little bit of a tug of war with my opinion, hoping to sway my vote to their side of the motion and win the debate. As it's the penultimate episode of the season, we're getting a little bit spontaneous. On Instagram, I asked for some motion suggestions. I've just had a brief look at them before I press record, but I don't know which topic it's going to be as we're picking out of a hat. Normally, I'd give some context behind the topic, but as we don't know what it is yet, I'm going to be introducing the brave guests who are taking on the first surprise motion. First, we have Oyel. Hi. Oyen is a presenter and freelance creative. She also has a food blog and meal prep services under Oyen's Kitchen. We're also joined by Danny. Hey. Danny is a current postgrad law student studying to become a barrister and also an entrepreneur and co founder of the startup Mojera Invest Hub. Got it right. Yeah. <laughs> She's also a cheerleading and gymnastics coach on the side. She also has a YouTube and a law Instagram. Lastly, we have Tito. Tito is a politics grad, creative strategist, and founder of a creative charity aimed at BME students. So usually I'd sort of go into the topic, but since we don't have them yet, I'm just going to say what the options are. We have, is Kanye West a genius or an idiot? We also have, is female sexuality empowering or degrading? We also have, what's a cheater? Always a cheater. Does TikTok have more cultural relevance than Vine? Lastly, was the 90s truly the golden age of R&B and hip-hop and like has no era been able to sort of do oh. like you know do that so i i noticed the ones that got more o's fingers crossed let's see what happens <laughs> you can hear i hope you can hear this thing shaking so you guys know i'm not a fraud is female sexuality empowering or degrading i could be done with that Ooh. yeah i feel this like i'm one. qualified to speak on this topic <laughs> as a woman oh right? <laughs> so now who's on what side so Oil is first on my screen. So whatever I pick out will be the side that you are on. So Oi, you are disagreeing with the fact that female sexuality is empowering. So you're arguing Ooh. that it's degrading. Oh, I wish you guys could see her face right now. And next, Tito is on my screen. And you are also disagreeing. You are saying that it's degrading, which means Ooh. Danny. Now I'm just going to be the guy. <laughs> It's what it is. So Danny's agreeing, and I'm just gonna add some context to this conversation. I think WAP is something that's like quite interesting to bring into this conversation. And like, you know, only fans. But at the end of the day, it's a spontaneous motion, so just go with it. Let's get into the opening statements. Obviously, it's a very touchy issue in terms of the current generation of the sort of sexual liberation movement. You can see that there's been some positives, but there's also been some negatives and especially current trends are moving towards the negatives. So let's look at Cuties, for example, the movie that was shown by Netflix and it depicts um, what is it, 11 and 12 year old girls, one of whom is a what, black Muslim. And they're trying to it makes a big deal of discarding like culture and tradition. And now the children are twerking and that sentence should never be said. And it's like kind of the end result of a campaign which sees sexualization as the only way where women, at least in my perspective, can kind of like reach empowerment and kind of like own men and kind of like sort of control their destinies. When you look at 
who the victims of this trend are you're not really we're not really seeing how like even in the netherlands the red light district a lot of people are like sex work is so cool only fans is so cool but a lot of the women that are kind of being left behind are like the poorer ones trafficked ones who are putting themselves at risk of violence from men who obviously shouldn't be violent anyway but it's happening so it's kind of like i don't know is everyone really being lifted by this trend towards sexualization of women or is it kind of certain people with like who are making influence of money i find it very difficult to always lean to one side i need to remember here that i'm doing pro <laughs> we do live in a society where men in particular have been given the reins for a very long time and you know last year in particular where it was like hot girl summer really started to challenge the dominance of masculinity so WAP in particular was something that really pushed forward that women's sexuality is something that they can claim for themselves and that they can use it and sexualize themselves and control that order and that's why it is empowerment because women are able to take control of their sexuality themselves I watched a video on YouTube a couple of days ago where a trans woman talked about how she made 60k in three months from prostitution in the uk she talks about like the side effects of things that she went through and how she did it because she felt like she needed the money and even though she was putting across this front of like oh i'm so empowered and i'm making all this money and it's great and she was like yes i did it i'm not gonna say i never did it but i would never do it again so it makes you question are you really doing this because you feel like you need to do it or are you doing this because you want to express yourself as a woman which one is it i don't think that anyone will argue that no woman is within her right to to express her sexuality as she pleases even though there's this whole conversation about women doing this because they want to take back their power they want to be sexual beings you now have to go back to the root of it and think what's the reason why what's the reason you're doing this what's the point of this you're not just doing this to empower yourself in some circumstances women are doing this solely to get attention or in other cases to get money just a reminder to all debaters and to the audience that these positions were picked out of a hat so let's have respect across all sides <laughs> and not attack people for the position that they're representing it's now time for me to interrogate these guys further and get them on their feet with some of these questions <laughs> I think the male gaze is something that is really important mm. in this conversation and unfortunately heterosexual men like women being sexualized like it's an unfortunate thing that even if i can say walk down the street in a bra and pant and i want to just be free and i feel the most freeing it's very annoying that a man can be turned on by that there's nothing i can do to stop that but if i can sort of get ahead of that before someone else can do it that is a way to basically make a bad situation better. I think whether you choose to start or whether you let them start, the, the end result is the same. It doesn't make a difference, in my opinion. Especially for me when it comes to, and I don't want to make this a whole race thing, but when it comes to black women, you find that black women are generally very, very hypersexualized. Like within the social construct and patriarchal society, black women in everything is bottom web supposedly bottom barrel but when it comes to sex you see how that the, the female black form is overly sexualized it doesn't matter what you do because you could be in a full maxi dress you could be in a burqa and you still have someone passing attention to you. you could be walking down the street and still have men cat call you i don't think that you 
adding to it or trying to take back that power in that way by over-sexualizing yourself I don't think that changes anything the only difference that you can make is for me is to have a conversation about it so I think for example if someone is catcalling or calling you out rather than me then say okay if you think this is sexy then I'm going to show you more sex I think I'd rather have a conversation with you and be like why do you think you need to speak to me this way why do you think you need to view me in this manner why is this your response to it for me that's my version of taking back the power and really not contribute into it when you said the reclamation of like sexuality to kind of like empower people it's kind of like what the n-word reclaiming something that's a negative attribute to make it more okay and i'd question like why can't we just have a movement in in, in favor of like desexualization why don't we try and make the human body less of a sexual site and try and like move our concentration mm. to other attributes you know i don't know i don't know i'm just posing some questions because our generation's mm. very sexually charged i feel like everything in this generation is that can be linked back to sex and for me that's wild because you look at tv adverts linked to sex you look at bed just for sleeping you look at food it's linked to sex everything is linked to sex so i think it's hard for for people not to buy into that desexualizing um, that could be a trend I can get on board with. <laughs> All right, Danny, I'm going to go back on what I just said. My only thing with like OnlyFans, strippers, of course, I'm like, girls, get your money. Girls, mm. get your money. But as I said, to me, it's just so unfortunate that that money comes from men because I feel like mm. the way that men see women, even the fact that like these attributes are seen as like less deserving that say intellect it annoys me that that money is given by people who in my opinion don't see women in the way that they should be seen and don't see value in women when people talk to me about prostitution strip clubs and that area of life i tend to kind of look back at kind of you know the greek god days the roman emperors and things like that and even back to like biblical times where there was actually this like fear of women fear of women's sexuality and that's why a lot of the time there was a need to oppress women because men were actually fearful of it and part of me kind of like analyzes these situations in strip clubs where a woman's doing her thing and a man is kind of entranced by it and they pay their money to this woman because they're entranced by what she has been birthed with there is the argument that if a woman has made the choice to put herself in that position isn't there some element of power there mm. isn't there something there where a man kind of lost his control what you just said there is really important because to me and what i got with only fans what i love seeing on twitter was when a girl would like hide herself so make it seem like maybe she's like showing her boob mm. or something and yeah. then you go and she's not like this idea of tricking mm. men so this idea of getting men at their weaknesses as well as power it's an art and if your mind is like just so simple to want to spend two grand on it who am i <laughs> to like stop my bag going back to the other side i think the things tito said about like the n word is really interesting and i find that if we looked at this conversation in terms of a race thing a lot of us would come to different conclusions it's basically this idea of respectability politics where people may think that if I'm a certain sort of black, then it means I'm going to be respected more. And I think this world has shown time and time again that that is not the case. When the other side, so if it's race, the other race, or if it's like gender or sex, the other, think anything about you, the most powerful form of rebellion, in my opinion, is to just do whatever you want. So does that then mean that because you're, you're, you've achieved all these things and you're walking down the street and someone sees you as a hoodlum, does that then mean that you have to be a hoodlum? No. Exactly. But what it means is you have to be yourself. So whatever form of yourself 
that is. There's this episode of Boondocks, yeah. I'm not sure if everyone's seen Boondocks, top quality show. The granddad, he chooses to sell his family to slavery. And it's a black family. They need money. They need free accommodation. They need free food. They need like, you know, free Wi-Fi, yeah. all that kind of stuff. They don't yeah. need money. And it's like indefinite. So it's slavery. So anyway, he chose mm. to make a bad decision. So I was wondering, to what extent does this degree of level of choice like, is it always a good decision? Can you choose to make a decision that is disadvantageous to your race, your ethnic group, or your characteristics? You said flip it onto race, and then you should do be yourself. But if you flip it onto race, I think people would be a lot more agitated. Because let's look at Famaland, for example. Those are all Black people, and they did that kind of problematic skit portraying Jamaicans, and everyone was mad, because obviously it didn't portray Black people, or Jamaicans in their best light. So, and it's kind of like they're cooning for white dollars or white pounds at least. So would you allow a black, a black person to go on OnlyFans and be like minstreling or something? Dark <laughs> face, black facing and like, what? Oh, yeah, no, tap dance. Should I go on tap dance for <laughs> tap white dollars dancing. and say, oh yeah, I'm empowered. Does that make sense? It's a bit silly, isn't it? That's a fair point. Personally, for me, I have quite, some may say controversial, some may not views on this because... I feel like if we are actually going to strive for equality, like if ever, if that's what we truly want, we need to accept the fact that there are going to be coons. So the mm. same way that there are yeah. going to be black of everything because you're no longer looking at black as a as a defining character. So it's no longer, oh, you're black, so you're this, or you're black, so you expect this, which means that there will be representation across everything, which means there'll be black people who think views that are problematic. It's not like I'd see a black person cooning and be like, go you. It's more just like, that's not me. Like, that's well, not me. if you me. flip this onto gender, do you have the same energy? If a woman is doing an OnlyFans, for example, and she's portraying, what, a slave or something that is, like, utterly reprehensible to most women's standards, couldn't you ask, is that empowering? And I guess, yeah, she's making money from it. But money is only money, you know? Like, are we that... Uh, uh, are we, get you are we suckers for capitalism? <laughs> like that, you know what I'm saying? Me, personally, I'm a massive individualist, and I believe that... You know, you need to really look at society as each person has their own view, right. their own backgrounds, their own unique selves, right? So if you have that as your base understanding of how humans are, it allows you to then better understand how women are, how black people are, because you cannot then look at society and look at certain people and be like, well, I expect you to have the exact same opinion as me, yeah. to approach things the exact same way as I would have, because it, it doesn't work like that. I think it's even now that you're lucky to find a group of people that would push something in the same way that you do. A lot of these social movements are very fresh and very new, and everyone's still trying to figure things out. The best theorists, Marx, Fanon, Du Bois, still didn't get to the root and crack of how to solve issues, how to really explain and articulate injustice, right? So we really have to like, just grab onto what we can and push that. So that's when I say, you know, before about how that moment where a woman can entrance a man is something that we can still use, that we can still give light to. Because no matter how anyone explains it, that does take away some power from the man. It's your favourite halfway through message. You're halfway through, which means that you are enjoying it. We're doing something right. So pause, send it to a friend, pop it on your story. And we finally got a message from one of our listeners who this time is not really talking about a specific episode but how she found the motion and you know the voice may sound familiar it is Oyin. she found the motion got in touch next thing you know she was on the motion so that could be you 
I was on Twitter and I was reading a thread where it was talking about dating for the sake of dating or dating to marry. And on that thread, I found the podcast, uh, The Motion. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Let's see what they have to say. I was listening to it and I was like, yes. You know when you listen to podcasts and you're agreeing with them and no one can see you? And that's how I found the podcast. Crazy. Come on, guys. It's the 13th episode. You should know this by now. I'm no longer a buffer. Guests are free to go at each other. It's time for the main debate. We're not saying desexualization so that women can, be, so that we can take away the power of sex or whatever. We're saying desexualize so that you can focus on other things. You can place value on who she is as a woman. If a woman is smart, she's got businesses. She has other things about her. When you desexualize her, the focus, it takes away the focus off of sex and you focus on her as an individual. Yes, a woman who is sexy and who bears her body, who does whatever she does. Yes, she's still a woman and yes, get your coin and yes, do whatever you want to do. But that's not the only thing that she has going about her. And I think often the problem with oversexualization is that that becomes the only focus. That's why Kim Kardashian, no matter how much she tries to move away from this sex tape situation, it will never go away because everything she does, whenever she starts a business or she puts out a new a new a new perfume or whatever it is she does as trying to better herself as a law student or as a businesswoman, people are always still like, oh, but you're low-key, like, you're, you're a softcore porn star. That's what she still gets till this day. To me, that's a you... Like, when I say you, I mean you in general. It's a you problem because I think, personally, to look at her, despite all the things that she's, like, done, I think that says more, like, about... It does. That about her. That's the interesting question, though, because I feel like throughout this conversation, and this is why I was getting heated, um, throughout this conversation, there was a lot of hint to it being the woman's responsibility to promote themselves in a certain way. But I'm like, well, actually, that's when it becomes really damaging for women because it's like, why should it be their responsibility to then convince other people that they shouldn't be sexualised? Where do we go with that, where we have to kind of condition society to stop sexualising women? And the word desexualizing, I feel like it's so problematic as well because we forget that some women are very, very happy and comfortable with being sexualized. I'm very sex positive. I'm very pro ho, pro choice, pro anything like that. Hold on, sorry, did you say pro ho? Yeah, pro ho. <laughs> I, I like don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm very pro ho. Do what you need to do. You know, it's a, it's a short life. The yeah. question about desexualization. I guess the word itself has an seems to have a negative connotation but what I meant was that surely right nowadays we're moving towards a very superficial view of humans and human and the human body it's created by patriarchy and a large amount of obviously the, the, the movement towards only fans and stuff is because it's like a reaction to finesse men of the greed and the sort of lavishness of patriarchy however now we're in a situation where the majority of men like I think I saw a poll I can't remember what it was said but I said the majority of men are dissatisfied with their bodies and i'm sure it's probably probably a little bit higher with women i don't know i have no stats but like everyone's in a situation where we don't like our bodies where cosmetic surgery is like the the thing and now it's like becoming very normalized at an alarming rate i guess some people would say yeah if you want to look a certain way do what you need to do but isn't it a shame that we've kind of lost happiness in like in our actual physical forms is that is that not something to aspire towards anymore i feel like we could have a society where people are having sex and doing whatever and looking beautiful and having their bodies out freeing the nipple walking around nude and all that mm. kind of stuff without necessarily mm. having sex as the number one thing that our society is consumed with and it's in our media and it's in our everything because I that agree. distracts from like i agree with Owen. it distracts from like other issues 
yeah. it distracts from like other things yeah. that we could talk about there's ideologies mm-hmm. in buddhism there's like mm. old school socialism and everything where like sex is just kind of like a side part of like a greater journey towards like freeing ourselves from desire and everything i get what you mean i really do and i just feel like i have a couple things to say the first is a I don't know. I don't think it has to go away for other things to be valued. So what you said about um, people not being body confident or like people wanting to change their bodies and stuff like that, because we view female bodies as, oh, you have to look a certain way to be sexy. But like, Mm. that's not the case. There are so many other issues that the result isn't just, okay, take away sex or take away sexualizing and that's the answer because it's not like female bodies are sexualized. That's the problem. It's the type of female bodies that are sexualized, which is causing other people to want to do certain things. It's not the pure form of like nudity. That's the problem. It's not the pure form of sex. That's the problem. It's not the pure form of like uh, being a stripper. Like these things are the issue. Exactly. Do you think the direction that society is going in, spearheaded by like people like Meg and like, Cardi is going to lead to people being confident in their bodies? I do think 100% there has been a movement not solely driven by these women but by general people on social media Mm. like you know five years ago all I saw on social media about bodies was that you had to have a bikini body Three years ago, it was all about you had to have big glutes and that was sexy and everything was about peachy bums and glute guides and all these things. Now there's a massive movement away from that by general people. You were talking earlier about like the type of bodies that I found sexy and uh, consequently sexualized. Mm. Um, and uh, there was, remember when Lizzo posted that video on her Instagram that went viral and people yes. were shredding yes. her? It sits on like the threshold because it makes you sort of think okay so Lizzo's claiming back her body and she's been super confident and she's saying this is my body this is what I've got take it or leave it and she's been very body positive but then you also have women and there was largely women in the comment section dragging her so it really like Mm. when you see stuff like that um on what side of what side of the spectrum does that fall on? This is gonna sound like I'm gonna blame men for everything, and I do. I do blame men for everything. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, Lizzo, how like how dare you try and yeah. be sexy? I'm the mm. type of sexy. Like that's what I mean. That it's not like the actual sexualization that's the issue. It's doing it for the male gaze, and that mm. actually goes back to my point. As much as I've you know I champion Cardi, right? But what does she say? She says, I don't cook, I don't clean, which is like okay, cool. Who men say a woman? should be i'm not doing that but then what does she say afterwards let me tell you how i got this ring so it's still a competition for the Mm -hmm. ring if you don't cook and you don't clean that's enough like that's enough to champion yourself Mm. about that to like somebody it doesn't you don't have to qualify that with like getting a ring what you said about it being the role of women to change the perception like that's unfair it is unfair but and this is where the pessimistic part of me comes go on is it men that are going to rely on... As I said before, I don't rely on men for anything because they're useless. <laughs> so it's like, are we supposed to... like? It, it's, it's on us, unfortunately, it is. And I think that we can't, we can't yeah. ignore that. Yes, there are men that are feminists, but they're still men. They're yeah. still men. Going over to the black conversation, see the issues where people try and be allies. It becomes self-serving. It becomes mm. like, okay, but I'm I'm a good man. I'm better, but I'm better than him. I'm yeah. not trash. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Like these are unfortunate consequences that come with it, which is why it is really important that we control our narrative as much as we can. Completely agree with you. Like this is something I've actually had to have like a, a epiphany about recently, <laughs> and had to like do some real self-reflection and like 
come into terms with because before I used to just say it as like a matter of fact that like why is it you know black women's responsibility to now be screaming for other people to be allies why is it for people in the LGBTQ plus community to now be screaming for allyship why is it their burden when they're already in that position of burden and disadvantage right but again this kind of links to what I said before like the stage we're kind of in in society is that you know it is unfortunate as you're saying that we are the ones having to take those annoying and irritating steps. Honestly, shout out you guys, because some of those points without any preparation, top, top, top. But before I make my decision, it's your final opportunity to get me on your side. It's time for the closing statements. Uh, I said it before, I am pro-ho, I am sex positive, I adore the female sexuality. But I think to be sex positive does not entail the advocacy of a materialistic, hedonistic society that values human bodies and glistening sexual organs out in out in our music videos, posters, and everything. Like I think I think as a society, we have so much knowledge, so much content, so many issues, whether it's inequality, whether it's injustice, things like colorism, racism, to deal with that aren't necessarily helped by the humanity's focus on said issues. This isn't to say I'm a conservative, but I think I think that we we can move to a society where things like um like have you seen like what nude beaches and stuff and like <laughs> parents walking around a bit underdressed in front of their children and all that kind of stuff. I feel like we should normalize the human body as a non-sexual thing. And in doing that we would make things like breastfeeding more normalized. We'd make things like, you know, like boobs or like skin or like ankles or whatever like less of like such a shocking thing that's provocative and like I don't know gets everyone going or whatever I don't like how the current trend is going I think it just serves capitalist and like art superficial goals I think the fact that women are over sexualized just in the media on social media everywhere and women choosing to sexualize their body it, it's they're linked someone said earlier on in the argument that women decide to do these things so that they can take back the power but the assumption is that it's still to please men obviously which then leads to the conclusion being that nudity is degrading for women because it's for the satisfaction of someone else and so when individuals take it upon themselves to like show their own bodies and to to be empowered and to what was it that you said tito pro ho the idea is that in order for women to break free from you know the continuous objectification of their bodies like they shouldn't promote their body in a sexualized in a sexualized manner but i don't think that would help the cause either so i think ultimately it's about i think us having conversations like this will help move the cause further because everyone can have a conversation and the good thing about that is it helps us to understand each other's perspectives more had this conversation from the other side it's it's opened my mind to maybe some thoughts that i wouldn't necessarily have entertained before let's bring it to the macro right society is society it's a big place it's a big thing it's a big entity at the end of the day it's full of individuals that's what it's made out of and throughout this conversation we were discussing the importance of individualism and how that can change the scope and direction of this conversation there's an unfortunate yet fortunate position that women can be in in terms of them wanting to promote and push their own sexuality in a way that they can control it. Being able to look at things at this individualist standpoint. But again, the unfortunate is that the burden is then for us in this community to then push forward what we may consider the appropriate ways to promote women's empowerment and sexuality. But I think as it stands, 
I think there's this tender point where a woman should feel like they should be able to step out and feel powerful within themselves. This kind of inner sexualization, whether that's because they enjoy the sexuality within themselves genuinely or enjoy it because they offer it to others, as we were talking about um, Just Fans. It's still a powerful position to be in. And since the male gaze still exists, you know, whether, you know, a woman is standing on that stage and she feels in herself like she's in control, the male gaze still exists, right? This position, though, where women are more focused about how they feel about this, their sexuality, does remove that traditional position where women had no control before. So this is where I go to where we are making steps. You know, women like Cardi B, these movements are making steps towards removing ourselves from that traditional uh, traditional position and stand. Love it. So I've made a decision now and I'm going to make this about myself. So in school, I used to get in trouble a lot and it wasn't my fault because <laughs> I'd be being serious and people would laugh. I'd be being myself and people would laugh because people would think I was taking the piss. And so you may think that the, the smartest thing to do in that situation was to just shush, right? People would have laughed and I wouldn't get in trouble. But what kind of a school experience is that? And so I think that's my answer to this conversation. I want to be sexy. I want to be a stripper. I want to have an OnlyFans. And if you're entertained, I can make money off your entertainment. Absolutely calm. I will do that. Like, send me the chat. I agree. And this Amazing. is why you'll see me You'll see me on Seeking Arrangement. <laughs> the mamas nearby. So. I am actually finished. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at the Motion underscore, Twitter at the Motion Pod underscore, and send us an email at the Motion Podcast at gmail.com.